welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I want to invite you to join me here each and every Sunday at 2 p.m. and on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. We will be discussing various topics and talking about issues of concern to you and me. So subscribe, like, and share. And I will see you right here next time on Discussions with Dina. Welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I want to welcome you and hope that you and yours, within the sound of my voice, are well and are doing well today. As always, I ask that you click the subscribe button and or the follow button if you are listening on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, or on any of the platforms by which you listen to your podcast. I ask that you subscribe, like, share, chat, and or leave your comment on any of the topics being discussed on this podcast. I encourage you to show your support for this podcast. And the way you show your support is by donating. You can donate $5, $10, $20, or any amount that you feel you would like to. You can do it through the cash app at dollar sign discussions with Dina or on PayPal at paypal.me backslash discussions with Dina. Your support is greatly appreciated. I am sure many of you may be finding yourself and your life to be much different from the way it has been previously um, these last couple of days have been quite different and I'm sure your lives are different from the way it was a week ago these are trying times for all of us and today in particular, times like this, we all need to turn to something or someone and we rely on our spirituality in times like this. Whatever that may be, and everyone knows that black people are very spiritual beings. So as we turn to our belief system to get us through our deals like the ones that we are dealing with, not just as a country, but all around the world. I just wanted to, I was reminded of something and I wanted to share it with everyone. When I went out shopping, just like everyone else, earlier this week, I was being checked out by this young black lady, or black girl, I should say. And either way, she was in her, looked like early 20s, perhaps. And I, myself and the person before me, and a couple of people after me were wearing face masks 
and gloves. And I noticed the cashier that was checking me out. She wasn't wearing anything. And I just was thinking she's coming in contact with so many different people and she has nothing protecting herself. So when she got to me, she said, hold on. She looked at me with my mask on and she said, let me find my gloves. And she was kind of frantic a little bit. And I said to her, perhaps you should get a mask too, because you're dealing with a lot of people and you yourself are at risk more so than any of us. And she looked at me and she replied back, yeah, I know, but I ain't going to worry about it. I just keep standing up here praying to Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it just made me wonder about her statement. And it led me to the topic for today. And that topic is, is our belief in Jesus killing us as black people? Is it a hindrance? Is Christianity good for black people? Was this a wise decision she was making? And I could not help but think, my goodness, is she serious? Or is she just saying that to comfort herself? It was a quite a deep situation to think about. And I just came up with this topic. Is religion killing, destroying, and making black people ignorant today? Should we all not take precautions and just put our faith in Jesus Christ? Hmm, what do you think? Once again, you can subscribe or press the follow button and leave me your comment. I am interested in knowing your thoughts and your opinion on this. Now today, I have a very special guest here. His name is Darwin Warrell. Brother Darwin is a listener, and he wanted to express his views on religion and share his thoughts on whether or not religion, particularly Christianity, is good for us as black people. So I want to welcome Brother Darwin, and thank you, sir, for joining me today on Discussions with Dina. Thank you, Brother Darwin. <laughs> okay, thank you for having me on. All right. Peace and blessings, brother. Okay, so Brother Darwin, let's get into our topic. What is your view on religion? Well, religion, particularly Christianity, is just a control mechanism, basically. Um, black people, when we brought into... Uh, this European religion called Catholicism during the uh, times of uh, neocolonialism and and and, uh, and and European missionaries coming over to Africa and uh, you know preaching uh, uh, Jesus and making Africans take communion. You know, after doing my research, after many years of asking questions that couldn't be answered by none of the people that I mentioned earlier, many churches that I've been to, they disregard a lot of the information 
that I now have come to learn is more factual than uh, this theology that's been uh, given to us by our European oppressors. Okay, what kind of questions did you have that um, you think were not answered by a Christian church? Could you give me some one of the main One of the main questions that I was asking with, with the launch a myriad of other questions was uh, was about the tithe. Why is it that we have to tithe and if we don't do it, we are even cursed even more than we already seem to, to be. I mean, black people, we are just really coming out of slavery. So for us to have to pay this 10% or else you're not going to be blessed or your house is going to be cursed, your kids is going to be cursed. It's just, it's just a ridiculous. So you, think that, ridiculous so you think that you shouldn't have to pay tithing? Is that what you think? Not at all. Not at all. There's no curse that goes along with most churches not even teaching that whole tithing thing correctly. They, when they when the tithing was in effect, it wasn't even with money. It wasn't with money. So um, just that whole doctrine, and and this that you know it, it, it's just sad that we don't really research like that because I hate to say what I'm about to say, but. I didn't read most of the preachers that I named, Juanita Bonham, Keith Jake, Miles Monroe, all these different preachers like that. I've been in sessions with them. And most of these preachers use the same scriptures. Malachi 3 uh, being the staple of these scriptures that they use to, to, to coax people in retirement. One day, I decided to read that book. And it's only three chapters, maybe four chapters. After reading that book, it says in there, nowhere that we are supposed to be giving up 10% of our income to a church, to a pastor, to nobody. To nobody. All you have to do is read it for yourself. Most people, you know, don't feel comfortable reading the scriptures for themselves. They don't trust their quote-unquote interpretation. That's a red flag right there. If you're involved in a religion that you can't pick up and just read, and it's not simple, you need all this complex interpretation and a barrage of scriptures to make it mean sense, that, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. But to answer your question, it was the whole money thing. I witnessed Juanita Bynum take up thousands of dollars in offerings. TDJ, the same thing. They come in one day. They'll leave with $100,000. $100,000, and they go around the globe doing this. And they just taking, taking, taking out of the black community. And the black community has...
nothing to show for this money that we are funneling through the church, through the church into the hands of slave catchers, which is basically a preacher. <laughs> preachers were black preachers was the first well-off people in America. Black preachers were the first people that other black people would see and say, oh, I want to be like that. I want to drive a car like that. It's a reason that white people allow these preachers to live a certain way, to drive that car, to, 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 to give this impression of, of whatever they're trying to give. God is this God. Is, all, all, that, all that message is is the American dream remix. That's all that message is. Kingdom living, which is what a lot of these preachers use to sell that dream to our people, is only the American dream remix. And we have bought into a bunch of foolishness in this country. Mm. This is one of the worst countries on the earth. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. I have a question for you. Um, do you believe that there is a religion out there that would or could be beneficial to us as black people? Or do you believe that religion is not for us? What are your views on that? We didn't come from religion. When you read about African history and most of these religions that, in effect today, came out of Africa anyway. All of them, all of them have stolen from uh, Africa to create these religions. All religion is is a type of bondage. We had African spirituality. Back in those days, we didn't acknowledge one God. We didn't look up and say, God, we saw the creator in everything. We saw the creator in water. We saw the creator in fire. We saw the creator in, in the rain, in the sun, most of all. Most of all. We were tied to the sun. This is where Christianity gets its whole premise from. It's built out of the astrology, except they changed the S-U-N to the S-O-N. Twelve disciples. If you go to the equinox of 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 uh, astrology, you got you got twelve zodiacs. All of these zodiacs play a part in scripture. Jesus is recognized as the Pisces, two fish. When you look on the back of a car, you'll see the name Jesus inside of a fish. That's the tie between Jesus and astrology. Moses. Moses represents the ram. Blowing ram's horn, a ram in the bush. If you look at some of the pictures that's published of Moses, Moses has horns. That's because Moses symbolizes the ram. Pisces comes after the ram. We're not in the age of the ram anymore because that was the age of Moses. Now we're in the age of Pisces, which is the age of Jesus, the fish. Jesus fed a multitude with what? Two fish. He was also a of myth. He also walked on water. There's a lot of astrology in that book. That book is an astrological book. Jesus is a star. Satan is a star. They both compare themselves 
stars. Once you study astrology, you'll see that those two entities are the same. Okay, so do you... Jesus and Satan. They are one and the same. People that bow down to Jesus today, Uh that's not who they're bowing down to at all. Wow. So do you not believe in Jesus at all? Is that what you're saying? Yes, Jesus. Jesus is not... First of all, 2,000 years ago, there was no Jesus. This God that people reference as God never looked at that baby in the manger and called his name Jesus. He never did that. So why do we call his name Jesus today? Why do we Why do we even acknowledge that name? Why would we translate, translate a name that's supposed to be the most powerful name on earth, the name above every name? So you're going to translate that name to something else, which is Jesus? Of course, there's no Jesus. That's exactly what I'm telling you. And the person that Christians acknowledge as Jesus is an entity and he's probably a god because he does things, he answers prayers, he, 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 but he's very deceptive. He's very deceptive. So, and he's a witch. And he calls a lot of homosexuals to office. There's a lot of homosexuality in, 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 in Catholicism. Most black Christians don't even consider themselves to be Catholic when it's the Catholic umbrella that Christianity falls under. That's how confused this religion has us. Mm. When you talk to a person and you say, hey, um, I know you're Catholic, and then they go, excuse me, no, I'm not Catholic, I'm a Baptist. <laughs> That's ignorance. That's what that is. That's ignorance that you have no clue what it is that you have embraced. You have no clue of this person that you call Jesus, whose mind, I might add, that you have accepted as uh, 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 your own mind. You have denounced your mind and said, I accept the mind of Christ. You accept everything about this person that you know nothing about. Nothing. Mm. Okay, so... Most black people cannot tell you. They can't tell you. When you ask when you ask them certain questions. So they, they what do you think Jesus. about the other religions such as Islam? How do you feel about that? Do you think that's a legitimate um No, I don't I don't subscribe any religion to our people at this time. We've we've just come out of slavery and we have been forced to embrace that book that we call the Bible as our truth. We need to put all of that down. We do not need to be integrated. We need to we need to get amongst ourselves. We need to learn how to uplift, embrace, support ourselves first. Because right now, black people is dependent on white people for everything under the sun. I agree everything. with that. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. So, so, so integration was one of the worst things that we could have did. When we first came out of slavery, we were in a good place. Why? Because black people were basically in the same place. We were supporting each other. We were supporting the stores, the gas stations, the grocery stores. Everything was run by blacks. The schools, 
but we've lost our way. We've lost our identity. I've had the pleasure to go to Africa last year. Oh, that's something I wanted to ask you about. How, um, in Africa, I see when I'm watching and I'm looking on social media that Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people there that are now um, saying that they're Christians. And of course, we know that that's not original to that area. How do you think it became as it is today that people are now, because I see them doing some of the most foolish things under the guise of Christianity that they're putting on the internet. What are your thoughts on that? My thought is, first of all, like I started out by saying, colonialism. Europeans came out of Europe because whatever reason they 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 they, their resources they have no resources there they they have no it's very bland there very cold all the time they can't grow crops they left to find uh haven for them the places that they found that they're still there this place here that they now call america and africa when I went to Africa, I was shocked. I was shocked. And when did you visit? When, say it again. When did you visit Africa? This was October of last year. Okay. Yeah. And I was shocked. I, I, one of the first things I noticed that when we got out of the airport and got onto the street of Africa, they have billboards everywhere and when i say everywhere they're all over the place of blonde haired blue-eyed jesus a white jesus everywhere (laughs) even pictures of him smiling looking real coonish it just looks so ridiculous and it looks so out of place so out of place catholicism is huge there and this is as a result of colonization and colonialism of white people. They went around the globe doing this. This is why most religions acknowledge the Pope as the the, the, the premier person or God on earth, you might as well say. When I saw when the Pope came out uh, on CNN last year, every nationality was out looking at this man like you had Catholic Asians, Catholic uh, Indians, uh, and, and, and a lot of these people were of, of different religions, but they acknowledged this Catholic Pope as some type of deity, some type of the holy, this is the holy of holy. That is as a result of colonization and colonialism of white people. Hmm. Um, something so, else that I've seen. Um, that doesn't look well on social media is that there were there are a lot of Chinese people now that are in Africa and I have seen some of the worst behavior toward the Africans there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, I mean it is so to me it's so degrading and it just looks so bad that our people allow themselves to be mistreated in their own land. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? When I, we went to, the second day we were there, 
we went to the slave castle, the Cape Coast Slave Castle. That's in uh, uh, Accra. And uh, we stayed uh, in a place in Ghana called uh, East Legon. East Legon. And it was about a four-hour drive from East Legon to get to uh, Accra, Ghana, where the uh, slave capital was at. In the process of going there, we uh, went by a a gold uh, where they where they where they dig for gold. Mm-hmm. All of the workers were all Asian, all Chinese. Mm-hmm. If you look at all the workers, you might see a black face here or a black face there, but it was all Asian. And from what I understand, they've been pulling gold out of this gold vein in just this one part of Africa. For hundreds of years, they've been doing this. This one hole is still yielding gold. So the resources in that land is like crazy. It's sustaining the world. And that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about, keeping us bleep in America and them taking over and colonializing Africa so that they can have access to all of those resources and eventually completely take over that land, which I would probably say they are better than 90% there already. We went to the malls. The malls have black workers, but their stores are all owned by Asians, Europeans, and Arabs. You see no black businesses outside of outside. When you go outside, find a lot of black businesses, people hustling. You know, one guy made a joke before I went to Africa, and he said, man, I've been to Africa. Africa is like a giant flea market. And another guy got offended. But when I went, I can see how that guy said that. I can see why he would say that Africa is a big flea market, because most of our people's businesses is on the street. And even though you got nice weather and everything like that, you know, we don't have the establishment. Wow. In their own country? country? Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it, I, it just blew me away. That part blew me away. And as far as the religious piece, uh, they, they're, they're, to me, they are more feared with religion than a African-American. Which they just cannot another... block it any other way. They it... just Wow. And, and they're and they more attracted to the witchcraft aspect of Christianity. Christianity is built up of many different belief systems and religions. Well, let me ask you this, because I always wanted to... You said you went there last year. Was that your first yes. time visiting Africa? Yes, that was my first time. Now, let me also back that up with this question. Because... um. There are plenty of people that have been before you, and right. they often come back and they speak of this. They enjoyed it, but they got a feeling from the people that was a bit of disdain for black people that are from America. Did you feel yeah. that when you were there? Is that something that you could agree to, or were did you feel it at all? Is what I want to know. Yeah, um, it is there. You have a certain... Uh, 
some Africans who feel uh, they they got a certain, you know, first of all, they think all of us are made of money. And when you get over there, if you don't have somebody with you that understands that culture and language, then you'll be paying top dollar for everything. They squeeze you if you just want a coconut. Those coconuts are two CDs, which is probably like uh, 50 cents over here. So, but but if you go by yourself and you talk in an American, they can tell. They could tell I was American before I even talked. Mm. So, you know, they would they would have a set price in mind. But we had a couple of friends that we met over there that made sure you know they were giving us the right prices and things like that. So you felt like they were trying to, if you didn't have those friends, they would be taking advantage of you? Oh, most definitely they would take advantage of you. Most definitely. Most definitely. Now, from what I understand, Ghana, which is where we went, is a little bit more hospitable. They love, you know, they they, they, they're genuine people. You know, they're very loving, but because they lack and they think that you have, they're going to want to be friends with you. They're going to see what they can get. They're going to, you know, it, it's just, it's just, you know, goes with the territory, you know. So, but you meet some, that's, that's not like that. You meet some, which I met uh, one guy, Nana, who worked at the the uh, port down there. Uh, he had his own car. He had a nice home and everything. So he really wasn't on that trying to get over and all of that kind of stuff. And he was basically our chaperone for the 30 days while we were there, making, you know, making sure that, you know, we, we got around, did some of the stuff that we needed to do while we were there and stuff. So, but yeah, to some degree, you meet, you meet some, some of the Africans that they have a, they're not real welcoming. But most of the people that you meet are really nice, genuine people. They, they're really nice. Okay. Good. I liked it. I loved it, actually. Mm-hmm. I would just imagine, I haven't been there. I intend on going, of course, but I always imagine just the um, Wakanda like, <laughs> for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, just black people running things. That's what you would expect on a black continent, of course. Because I know right. there are different countries within that continent, but I expect to see black people in charge of businesses and industry and right that's what i would expect to see merchandise and coming from black people that look like me so i was um, yeah i'm surprised sometimes when i hear people say that it's not as much like that as we would expect no you'll see the black faces and servicing you but the people that own it are usually you know white or asian or arab Wow. You know, yep. Wow, that's amazing. But you got plenty of black people that working for them. On behalf of them. Wow. Yeah, and it, it, it's really, it, it's sad. It's not good at all. It's not good. I mean, I didn't leave feeling good about Africa, you know, as far as the people. I mean, you can get a nice house there. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, they have a nightlife there, which is really nice. That blew me away. They didn't say, I was expecting to hear a lot of reggae. We went to several different clubs 
I was expecting to hear a lot of reggae music and African drums and things like that. And it was not like that at all. A lot of hip-hop and R&B, mostly hip-hop and R&B is what you hear in that country. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, they're using our, well, they're used to our culture using and hearing that over yeah. there. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. but they don't care for us personally. Is that the... <laughs> Well, some. I can't speak for all. Yeah, right. Some of them. It's not all of them. It's just some of them. And it, it's, I think it's just a handful. They, you know, they think that we're spoiled. And, you know, which I tend to agree with. Them. I agree with them. We are spoiled. Black Americans are spoiled. We are. We have let our guard down. Uh, we, we, we have all these expectations from America and we constantly begging for acceptance from white people. And, you know, so I, I just, I see it different than most black people see us. Most so you think that black people are spoiled? You said you think we're spoiled? Yeah, I do. I think we are spoiled in this country. Especially if you go to uh, Africa and you see how, how it is there for those people. And then you come here and you see how wasteful we are, how unappreciative we are. I can't imagine that there would be a Jesus, that this Jesus would come back for a generation like this, but not the generation that actually went through slavery, that was actually raped, where our grandparents was actually raped, where they were cutting off the genitals of men, uh, where they were chopping off limbs and feet and dipping us in boiling hot oil and doing things, burning our women at the stake and hanging our women and watching them force a baby from pregnancy out to hit the ground only so that they can stomp on it and smash it into the ground. We don't, we don't recognize none of that. Black people don't even recognize our ancestors that went through that. Why would there be a Jesus to come back for this generation that that don't even know who they are, where they came from, nothing, know nothing about the land of Africa. They have no. You ask most black people where they want to go. What they gonna take? I'm going to Paris. I'm going to Italy, child. We going. We going. It's always someplace like that. We going to Germany, European country. Why wouldn't you want to go to Africa first? That should be the place that you want to go. That should be the place you want to spend your vacation dollars. But we are trained to hate that place. When I first told people that's where I was going, oh, man, why you want to go there? Why wouldn't I want to go there? That's how ignorant we are. We are ignorant. We're spoiled. We, 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 just, we don't have a clue what's really going on. But um, do you think it's uh, completely our fault that we have been made this way? Uh, you know, I can't say it was completely our fault because we were kidnapped. We were we are prisoners of war even to this day. So, you know, in a crime we were snatched. We were snatched, and in that in that whole process. They have beat, literally beat themselves into us. When I went to Africa, they said, we need a black American 
the outside, but y'all are white men on the inside. I mean, and that's I, a bit insulting. <laughs> Even though there's truth to it, I find that a bit insulting. Because we could say the same thing to them. Because <laughs> yeah. I just find it hard to believe that this is your country. This is the continent, yeah. the black continent. How do you allow others to come into your home and take control and tell you what to do and what not to do? Mm -hmm. This is your house. Mm -hmm. I saw on the yeah. internet where they had restaurants in Africa, Asians did, and they didn't allow the Africans to eat there. They wouldn't allow them to sit there and in their establishments and serve them. I saw that. How do you allow that? And then you have the uh, audacity to come and try to scold us who have been. Right. We have a legitimate excuse. Everything about ourselves were taken from us. So we have an excuse. My question to them that say this stuff, what is your excuse? Right, right. You know, they were affected by colonialism just like we are here. Exactly. Yeah, it wasn't the same form of slavery, but the whole idea about the colonialism and, and, and colonization of Europeans is to have people thinking like you, uh, bowing down and worshiping the same things that they bow down and worship to. If they do that, then they think the way we think, which is why I took offense at first to what he said, but he was absolutely right. We have been made to think that way. Right. Mm -hmm. But they have to. They need to, he needs to also do a self-analysis. Why do you need That's somebody true. else to come outside of your home to, into your home and run it? This is my home. Right. Nobody runs this but me and my husband. You're not going to come right. in my place and tell me what to do and how to do it. So right. he needs to do some self-analysis. That's my only gripe with them because I think we are the same people. But this it's this stigma that I didn't yep. even know they felt toward us until I started reading and listening and hearing people's opinion. And I didn't even know because I had this fantasy in my head that that is the motherland. If I have heard some of the negative stuff and stereotypes and some of the um, nonsense that they say about us, how can you feel that way about your people? Because I didn't have, and I don't have a hate for them, but to hear them speak sometimes, I don't know where the disdain comes from because I feel right. like some of them played a role in our bondage. Some of them are responsible. So... That's just being mm -hmm. honest. And to say, it's I've heard them say that they call us, uh, what is it, cottas? Or wild dogs, what is it? Why would yeah. you label your people that? Your people that are lost. Why didn't you come seek us out? And right, right. raise us up to that knowledge. We're your people. Those are just questions that people would normally ask, I would think. And even as a child, I wondered... Why didn't they send a ship for us? Why didn't they come fight for us and say, give us our people back? But one, of the things, one of the things that Europeans used that helped them tremendously with them establishing their Catholicism worldwide was the use of firearms. 
no other. They were the first ones with firearms. They got they got the uh, technology from China because they saw how China was very um, skilled at making fireworks and things like that. And so Europeans saw that and uh, began to buy a lot of these fireworks and figured out how to fire a projectile out of a weapon to kill you. So when they came to Africa the first time, it was in the name of love, and it was a, they were missionaries, and they were spreading their gospel, and they, they managed to get a large number of Africans to convert. They, they killed a lot, too. They killed a lot. There were tens of thousands, if not millions, of Africans that did not accept Catholicism. So, and, and there was a lot of them that killed themselves on the way over, that jumped over. Some of them, you know, took over the boat and, you know, tried to free themselves. I mean, it was just, it was, it was a lot. Yeah, but you know, there were also separate tribes within Africa. I'm aware of that. And as with all people, there was fighting amongst, which happens today, we fight amongst ourselves. That's why we haven't gotten farther along as we should be, because we tend to fight amongst ourselves. And many of these tribes would take, in their fighting amongst themselves, they would take people from other tribes and sell them or give them to these Caucasians. And they seem to forget that because I saw one particular thing that was on a YouTuber's channel, and it was so sad, it almost made me cry. And the reason why is because it was this uh, young girl, young lady, and she was interviewing other Africans, and she was Mm -hmm. asking about... um, us over here, the black people that are descendants of enslaved people. And she said, yeah. oh, they are brothers and sisters. And yeah. they, many of them said no. And I'm thinking, what has happened to them? These are the, this is where life began. And they would say something so asinine about their people. That was so disappointing. They said that they put us in a separate category. And that's yeah, the... Too issue I have with them because I don't care if I birth a child and that child chooses a different lifestyle than what I taught them. It's still my child. I may not approve of it, but that would still be my seed. So how would you, how do you benefit from disconnecting yourself from your people or thinking that belittling us make you look better? It doesn't. It speaks a lot. It to does. why it we uh, and then we accept the deceiver we accept uh-huh. them wholeheartedly we open our arms to them we don't question them but they're giving you hell they're making your life uh-huh. a living hell and that's why i think we have to even as black people in other countries Africa, America, you have to sit down sometime and just be quiet and analyze what is really going on while we're hating yeah. on and towards each other. We are still being deceived 
by the master deceiver and for them to yeah. speak in that manner i think they should really watch their words and check out their own behavior because it's such yeah. a big contradiction for them yeah. to say oh they're not my people because that's what they were saying as i was alluding to before that we were what they called us black white folks or something they said we were not connected to and i'm thinking these people have a colonized mind. You don't hear white people speaking like that. You don't hear any people speaking like that but us. And it's ignorance because I don't yeah. care if my relative lives in New York or lives in California and I'm in Georgia. You're still my people. Right. <laughs> and if somebody has abused you, you're still my people. It doesn't change. Yeah. And I think it's just... A lot, of them don't, a lot of them don't see it that way, you know. And, you know, in, in all honesty, I can see what they're saying that in, in a, in, in a, in, in, out of a, the slave trade, whenever any one race takes over another race, they the first thing they do is they start setting up their systems their belief system is the number one thing they they do. They use the Red Cross to do that. And then they start mating. They start mating with their prisoners or their captives or their oppressors, the people that they're oppressing. And they have these babies that are technically now uh, a, a mixed race. They're their own people, almost like what happened with Timothy. Egypt right now is uh, a big population of mulattoes, but it didn't start that way. It, Egypt used to be called Kemet, and ancient Kemet was all dark-skinned black people. Greece invaded Kemet once, and then they introduced a lot of their religion shit. That's when our religion started mixing back then with Greece this Greek mythology with Egypt. That's why people pull stuff out of Egypt and they think, oh, see, Christianity did start in Africa. No, no, you still got to go back. That shit came from Greece. There was a war. Greece took over and started mating with those those people. And now, if you look at Egypt now, it's, it's a half the nation is mulatto. They say it's a lighter-skinned race. They are light people. And it didn't start out that way. That's what that's what they want to happen here in America. Well, you know, I personally am of the mindset that the black man is the original man. That is my mindset. Right. So every other right. people came from us. So I know that all of the people on this earth, there are darker-skinned people in that group that they choose to hide and not put in the forefront because most right, people right. have been conquered right. mentally. So that doesn't surprise me at all because <laughs> I always say we're the original people. Black people and black women in particular, we don't have any reason to hate ourselves once you know who you are. Yeah. And right. what you That's have right. accomplished because before any other people was on the earth, we were here. Yeah, and, and and I believe it was women. I believe that women 
are the bearers and the portals to life. It was no man here first. I'm sorry, I don't buy the whole adamant. I don't buy it. Uh, it was the woman. She had to be. She's the only creature that can bring forth life. A man can't do that. So when they come with that Adam and Eve stuff, I'm like, okay, here we go. It, it don't make sense to me. All of that don't make sense. But it does make sense to me that it would have been a woman first. So, and not only that, Catholicism and that story always depicts women in a lesser. Christianity does that. Christianity, Christianity puts women under men. Christianity does that. That's not, we didn't come out of that. Okay. We didn't come out of that. Some, some African countries had women running the country, and they called these women kings. Wow. That's in our history. So we have some strong, smart women uh, in Africa. So, you know, it, 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 it's, it's amazing, man. <laughs> so you don't think religion is the thing for us black people today? Definitely not. So that's what do you what, think that's the, that's the number one weapon. That's mm -hmm. European's primary weapon against black people. It has worked beautifully. Because you have black people now, you say something about Jesus, they'll damn dead kill you. <laughs> It just makes no sense. 
Right. It makes no no way you slice it. Mm-hmm. But black people always find a way to protect and justify all this stuff. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The original Trinity was not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. The original Trinity came out of Africa, and it was always man, woman, and child. That's the original Trinity right there. Mm-hmm. Now they replace that with three niggas, three faggots, <laughs> Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three males. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This, 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 you know, we got to stop being real about this stuff. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what do you think we need to do as black people to change our condition? What would you suggest today? What is the first, the first thing we have to do is we have to figure out a way that we all can get on the same page. Unite. There so. is power in numbers. Mm-hmm. We're, they got us divided right now. We are separated. We all over the place. True. Everybody got their own shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you got your house. You too blessed to be stressed. He got his house. He living life like it's golden. He over here, he got all his Jordans and all the, the Bentleys. And so he's doing his thing. Everybody got all their own individual shit happening. But we don't have nothing going as a people. Girl, ooh, so true. So true. Yes. So the first thing we have to learn how to do is come together. As soon as we come together and we can just agree that we're going to be together and stick together, right there, that battle is done. They know that they have lost. They have lost. The whole world will bow down to black people if we just did that one thing. I tell black people what we can do in America Christmas time, when it comes Thanksgiving, Black Friday, shut it down. Don't spend shit. Don't spend nothing until January 1st. When January 1st comes, not only will you have sent a very powerful message, but you will have crippled the world because it is our dollar that's really stimulating most of this crap. All this Christmas and Easter, going out buying all this stuff, Easter clothes, Uh Easter outfits, (laughs) thousands of dollars on Christmas, thousands. True, Uh uh-huh. Just wasting money. (laughs) If we can come together and say, all right, black people, shut it down, and we do it, oh, my God. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the awakening of the sleeping giant. They talk about the sleeping giant in the old testament. That's the true sleeping sleeping giant right there. Yeah, but the thing is, we know that we're not gonna get one hundred percent of black people to think one way. So and right. the other thing is we are and I don't know what your view is on procreating with non blacks, but because so many of us are in different areas and on different wavelengths, how do we get our people to think, get the united mindset? What would you think well, would be the best way? It's very hard. I'm telling you, man, it's really hard. I agree with this. And I, the first time I heard this, it came from Farcom. 
And then I heard some other of our leaders say the same thing. They said that one of the biggest things that's got to happen in the black community is a large portion of us have got to die off. Mm. One of those leaders even said it this way. A large portion of the black community mind is so seared mm-hmm. that they ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And they gotta go. Mm-hmm. I thought real. that was very hard. That's real. I remember <laughs> I, I I remember I remember when the riots was happening in Baltimore and I was looking on the T V and I saw all these kids kicking over stuff and I saw buildings burning and I was I was actually excited. And so I, I, you know, I reached out to some people and then I look on social media and I see all these people saying, pray, pray, pray. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I, I, all I could say was, this ain't the time to pray. If you ain't prayed up by now, then what the fuck good are you? What a, what a, what good are you? And that came together for me right there when I understood when the man said, a lot of us got to go. The way that we think, we got to go. In a time like that, that was not the time to pray. As much time as black people spend in these goddamn churches, we should be praised the fuck up for at least another hundred years. Okay. That's the truth. Okay. Another hundred years. Mm-hmm. All this praying and praying and praying. And where we at? Where we at today? We deceived. That's where we at. Everybody living life like it's golden, chasing after the American dream. And if you ain't chasing after the American dream, you live in the kingdom life. One of the two. Both of the same exact thing given to you by the same exact people. Right. White people. Why? To stimulate this economy. Right. That's our job. That's our job. That's why black people uh, is quote-unquote free right now because we do a damn good job of stimulating this economy. If they send us this stimulus money, black people going to get that money. We going to the mall, we going to get some gold fronts. <laughs> you know, I would have agreed with you if it wasn't for the COVID, but I don't think they're going to the mall with that because so many people are out of work and facing hardships. They may not go to the mall with that stimulus. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I'm going to tell you, I don't have much hope for our people. I know that's bad. You don't. That is. That is bad. Don't give up on our people because I feel like. I don't give up. I still share. I still share. But I find that when it comes to that religion, which, like I said, that's the number one weapon that was. They came with that first. When they came to Africa to attack us, they didn't come with guns. They didn't come with nothing. They came with a book, and that was their first line of attack. Which leads me to uh, another question I wanted to ask you before we moved on to when you were speaking about being in Africa. I wanted to know if you, when you were over in Africa, Africa came in contact with any of what we would consider to be pro-blacks, <laughs> pro-black Africans. Did you meet any of them when... Enlightened Africans? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, no. No. 
But what I can tell you is that we 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 were staying at this guy's mansion. This guy he actually lives here in Baltimore. He he's a um a physician's assistant and he works he works here in Baltimore. And he's a black, he's an African guy, and I'm friends with him. So he has a mansion over there. It's really nice. And um, I got pictures and everything if we ever get together. Or maybe I can email you some of the pictures. But um, I stayed in the guest house. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just lost my train of thought. I just lost my train of thought. Who are we talking about? Enlightened Africans. Huh? <laughs> Enlightened Africans. Oh, right, right. While we were there, he had a pool in the back. He had a nice pool barbecue and all of that kind of stuff. And so uh, uh, we had quite a few people that was expecting us. It's a friend of mine that we went. So they would come over and, you know, start to have fun and in the pool and, you know, and they would, we sat around the table and I got to talking like we're talking now. And I got to saying some things that sparked their interest. Like I said, I asked them, did they know where Eden was? And they was like, Eden, Eden, uh, where is that? Where is Eden? And I, I told them, I said, this is Eden. Africa <laughs> is Eden. And wow. then they was like, oh, oh. And then I said, so if this is Eden, where would the Garden of Eden be? Where would that be? Mm-hmm. And the guy was looking at me, and he was like, the Garden of Eden, where would it be? I said, where would you put a garden? He would put it <laughs> Most where the hot. Where the sun, where the sun is shining the most. Yeah, the most fertile Africa, place. Mm-hmm. That would be the African Congo. If you go on the Google right now, Google, uh, Google Eden, uh, the Garden of Eden, African Congo. Put that in uh, a YouTube, and there's going to be some videos come up. There's one that's about an hour, hour and a half. That talks about all the resources. They have in Africa is full, full, chock full. They haven't even touched uh, the African Congo yet. And that they talk about the oil that's there, the diamonds, the coal pans. It's just so much there that when you, when you, when you, they said that the Congo is so rich, so fertile, that if everything on earth was to die, the Congo alone could, could sustain the world for 20 years. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. That tells you how rich that area is. They fought over that area. They fought over that area, just like they fought over over uh, um, where they got that oil at Israel. Got all that Africa. Right. All Maybe, of uh, All of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So when I started talking like that and telling them that, and then I start telling them they were more interested in what I, you know, had to say. It was you know, most of those Africans were all Christians. Just about every African over there is Christian. I, I saw a few Kingdom Halls over there. I was shocked to see that. Oh my! I said, God. "Wow, they got Kingdom Hall over here in Africa." Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was shocked to see that. Mm-hmm. But they had the Kingdom Hall there. But yeah, I didn't meet many enlightened Africans. Um, I did go to an African-American Association for Ghanaians. This was a meeting. They had one once a month. And when I went to this meeting, these were all Americans who moved from America, different parts, 
to Africa. And I was shocked that it was mostly women. I was mm. like, yo, man, women got way more balls than men got, boy. Men be scared. A lot of these ladies, this one lady said, I moved over here when they didn't even have the internet. They got the internet. She moved over there in the early 90s when the internet wasn't popping. It uh-huh. wasn't popping. And she was saying she went through a lot of stuff, too. They stole a lot from her. She was a singer. And she had a, a lot of equipment when she went over there, you know, microphones and things like that. And whenever she would do a gig, all the equipment would always come up at all the time. And that is a big problem over there. You have to hold your cell phones. You got to, you know, because they steal. They steal. Wow. And they still will love you. They steal from you, but still smile and want to be around you. And, wow. And even if you, yeah, and even if they, they know that you know they stole, they'll expect for you to forgive them because they say, well, you can get a new from America, you get another one. Oh, my. Like you can, <laughs> yeah, like you can just get it. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> yeah. This is really, really, really different. I loved it. I loved that experience. Wow! <laughs> another, another quick thing that I noticed once I got there was when we had our first real meal. When I ate that food, I knew that the food we were eating over here was definitely contaminated. Mm-hmm. When you when you taste the food over there. It makes you say, oh, my God, what am I eating at home? I hear that a lot. Everybody that has visited say that. They say it's some good, wholesome food, and you can taste the difference. I think we're just eating chemicals over here. (laughs) Yes. GMOs. Most Most of the plants that we consume, most of the fruits and vegetables that we consume come from GMO seeds. They have all the original seeds in a seed vault in Slovakia somewhere. You can look that up, too. Wow. You can go on YouTube look that up. Yeah, they do. And they, they make these GMO seeds, grow the vegetables, and then they use the seeds from these GMOs. That's what we've been eating for the last 40 years. You know, that explains why these diseases... Yep. are so yep. constant and uh, they affect us so harshly because even the remedies from back in the day, like your mom would say, yep. suck on a lemon with some peppermint and, it, you know, it gets rid of that cold and stuff. That stuff is yep. ineffective today because I remember the orange juice, my mom, because I would always have the sore throat and stuff. And she would say, get you an orange, drink you some orange juice. That stuff is ineffective today.
there um, seems to be an overwhelming amount of black men today. And it's not a lot. I'm not going to say every black man. I'll just say a lot on social media specifically that has started these um, movements. And one in particular, SYSBM, um, MGTOW and all that. Have you heard of those groups? What's it called, Deb? What's this name of name them again? One of them is S Y S B M. It's an acronym, and um, they call it Save Yourself Black Men. And then there's oh. one called um, MGTOWN, M G T O W N. And these okay. are supposedly. Have you ever heard of one called Red Pill? Red Pill. Yes. I did hear something like that. Okay. What? This is a lot of black men get together and um, they speak against black women. I was just wondering if you were familiar with that. I wanted to know. Oh, man, I think that's terrible, man. That's not good. That's Mm -hmm. not good. Yeah, I I wouldn't be a part of nothing like that. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be. I, I think black women is the opposite. We've been trained wrong we've been we you know i mean you black like i just said black women is the portal to earth that's right to life (laughs) you can't get in the earth without the woman so you know exactly i mean yeah that's not that's not i i i watched this guy total tommy sotomayor one of them guys man he he rides black women something terrible and I'm not gonna say, you know, everything that he's saying is wrong. It's just how he's saying it mm-hmm. and how he how he's putting it down. You know, it's just it's just so damaging, and it makes black women feel horrible. They gotta feel bad. You know, I'm like, man, that's that's not good. We gotta figure out a way to communicate without doing that, you know, we got to figure out a way. I mean, <laughs> that's why, that's, that's why I told you, it's to me, and I, I, it's, it's just, I don't see it happening. I think we too far gone. I think we are too far gone. I think like you said before, I agree with you that there are people that will have to transition <laughs> I'll put it like that. Because there will always be some of us that are in our right minds that will have to carry the torch. So yeah. I am glad to hear that you are not a part of that. And I know oh, you yeah. see that stuff, but I just wanted to know if you were aware. I'm curious because I see it on social media and I'm glad to know that it's not a part of uh, most black men everyday life and thinking. Yeah, I think that's terrible, man. <laughs> Good to know. Um, we'll see that. Yeah, that's nice. But I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. I have enjoyed speaking with you, and you must come back and discuss with me again because yeah. I really. Once again, I want to thank my guest today, Brother Darwin Morrell. Thank you so much for joining me. There is always an open invitation to join me here on Discussions with Dina. If you are interested in doing so, drop me an email 
at discussionswithdina at gmail.com. I want to know what you think about this topic today. Click to subscribe and leave me a comment. Share, like, follow, and listen to Discussions with Dina podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, or anywhere you listen to your podcast. I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on Discussions with Dina.